cannot believe it. That's Clone Force 99. This is Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Tech, and Crosshair. Obviously, we are different. We're all you're getting. Ha! We're all you need! They call themselves the Bad Batch. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. This is one meeting I don't want to miss. And welcome to another edition of the Dad Batch Podcast, episode 81. My name is Stevie Kicks, and I am one of your five hosts this evening. And with us, as always, the other Dad Batchers, your space daddies. First up, he's wearing the best shirt that we offer, Brian Cook. Oh, How are you, man? I want to blow something up. <laughs> right on. Next up, it's specialty costume manufacturer and painter extraordinaire. It's John Rodriguez. How are you, buddy? Good. Here's my oh. clandestine shirt. Ooh, the classic one. Nice. Classic. Cease and desist on that oh, one. the cease and desist one. Yeah. Clandestine. Oh, cool. Next up, he's the commanding officer of the 501st Legion's Southern California Garrison and not at all busy these days. It's Ramey Shanaday. <laughs> I have, you, absolutely, I have absolutely nothing going on. It's fine. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Right on. I'm, I'm good. And last but not least, he's the E6000 of our little squad. Joe Lara, how are you, man? Doing outstanding. Great to see you guys. Your mic is messed up. Your mic is off. Hello, hello. You're on some other audio. Feed. The light came off. We'll get it figured out sometime. We'll figure we'll it, get out. it figured out. But, uh, <laughs> gentlemen, welcome. How's everyone? How's everybody's week? How y'all doing? I started off this week uh, uh, really like down and out, but of course this Bad Batch episode just like lifted me right up. There was an episode this week? Uh, yeah, there was a new episode. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Man. It's so, it's so funny because like I can't... only watched it a few times. A, a lot of people don't know this, but like me personally, I count my year... I start, I end, I start and end my year with San Diego Comic Con. Like okay. Ramey knows that, but that's your that's your fiscal year, like Comic Con, <laughs> <laughs> July to July. Yeah, those yes, are, that. those are my fiscal years. Yes, um, that's actually also the cycle of our show when we do our seasons. <clears throat> so, are you saying that at the end of this season, the Dad Batch Pod finishes? Bum bum bum. Spoiler! Come on, <laughs> what the? No, I, I I think we'll finish on episode um, ninety nine, ninety eight, or nine thousand ninety nine. We'll just get to the we'll get to the like 99. almost to the end. And we'll then... stop at ninety six. Forget it. No. <laughs> we'll just we pick Joe out and yeah, we we gotta end we gotta end on ninety nine, and then when we come back for season three, Joe's not here. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh man, what's up, guys? How was your week, Don? Yeah, I had a good week. Uh, busy. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know how much I can say. <laughs> oh wow! That means Ooh. it's a good week. Played some I'm... footy. Played some footy. I can say that. Yeah. 
played some footy. How's the toe? Uh, my so yeah, my toe got banged up last week. Good. Uh, and I think it was on the way. Good, good. Did you yeah, say well, good, Stephen? Yeah, he loved good. it. Uh, on the way up to to Lucasfilm last week, I I, I felt like a, a little blister developing on one of my toes. And ew, was it pussy? Was was it no gross it blister? <laughs> like, <laughs> you ever get a blister? Yeah, it's just like water, you know. Mm. But um, but it but it was like messed up for a while, and I and it it looked gnarly actually. Um, but on Sunday it felt good, so I played. Yeah, you guys saw it. I shared it with you guys. I oh, we it. saw it. Steven, Sorry, the, the TMI for all the people listening. But... It's Steven's wallpaper on his phone. So yeah, it literally. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, uh, it's feeling better. It looked like <laughs> but but I, I was able to play. And it looked like you healed it pretty quickly, though, because you were showing the injury, oh. and then a couple of days later, it was like almost. So my, my so I, I talked to my my, my uh, football buddies, and and I was like, oh, I can't play. My toes messed up. And I, and I sent them the picture. I'm like, sorry, guys, here's the picture. And um, he showed it to his uh, one of my buddies showed it to his wife's mother, who's a dermatologist. And she's like, that's infected. Put Neosporin and blah, 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 blah. And he basically like just gave me like, like do all these things. I'm like, all right. You did and it. And like three days later, it's like, I'm like, yo, I can play. And she's like, there you go. Yeah. So that was a good album. Does this look infected? That was a classic <laughs> album. I think I was in high school and like, does this look infected? Um, did you know that there's a proper way to, oh God, I can't believe I'm going to talk about this on our show. Yeah, do you it. Know there's a, you know there's a proper way, there's a proper way to drain uh, uh, a blister. <laughs> yes, so I like, do. So like you, what you do is you take a, like a blade or whatever, you pop it sideways at the base. Yeah. That way, like if this is the bubble, you go like yeah. this, and then you squeeze it. Hey, what's out it sound like, Stephen? For because for, for you're because you're yeah. There you go. Because we have people that are listening to the podcast, so we have to kind of describe it. Sound. Brian, Brian, how was your week, please? I'm so hungry right now. Um, I've been all right. I've been a little busy with a couple work things, and then the project, and then my truck, my new truck, decided to have a major malfunction. It's under warranty, but cylinders and valves and heads and I don't know. I have a rental car that they gave me, sent me on my way, told me to wait. They'll be back. And I'm like, is my truck worth anything still? I don't know. Apparently, is it's it, going to be fixed. Is it in recall? Is that, is, did I see that? No. So I did a bunch of research, and this will get really long, so I'll try to condense this as quick as possible. But I've done some researching on some Tacoma forums, and apparently – this was a random issue with a few trucks in the high teens. So like, you know, 2018, 2019, mine's a 23 and they haven't really seen it too much in these trucks. And they say that, you know, you know, oh, someone slipped and fell in the production line and made a mistake on this one or something like that. So I don't know. There's a, in this forum that I got on trying to share like what was wrong with my truck um, a guy chimed in who's a who's a tech for Toyota, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I've done this probably on a dozen trucks. It's you know semi common, not common type scenario. So kind of weird. I've never really dealt with anything like this. Usually, I bought a new car and it lasts forever. You know, ten mm -hmm. fifteen years before you even got to deal with it. So yeah, that sucks. Trying to process it. I need it for work. It's you know another thing I, that you didn't anticipate. I, I hate having to like." try but to figure out how new. to navigate 
Yeah, it's under warranty. Warranty, brand, yeah, yeah. So you're yeah. covered. So that's what the guy in the forum that responded, who's a tech, he's like, you'll get it back. It'll be as good as new and you won't have any issues. And I'm like, all right. All right. Do you guys do you guys have lemon law in North Carolina? Probably. Oh, it's kind of oh, like lemonade, every state. lemonade law. It's just about an every state. Sounds like a pain to deal with. Lemonade law. It's a lot sweeter. And yes, Austin, thank you for complimenting me on my fresh cut. I was going for the hemlock. hemlock? The hemlock. Yeah. Look? yeah. <laughs> Dude, just you could do this. Hemlock. I could pull off hemlock. Like, I got the jawline uh, for it. Uh, my hand. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with it. Uh, uh. I mean, Crosshair's got the same problem at this point. So Hemlock talks like Watto now? No, yeah, he does now. No part, no deal. I'm a cloner. You know, I like to make a Palpatine, Palpatine parts. Oh. Mm. Say, your, neck, your neck is really long. Now you turn into triumph. Yeah. Hey, so I had a cool Saturday. Um, I hung out with Meganeth, who needed a couple of extra shots for his now approved CRL Cad Bane. It's so awesome. So shout out to David Neth. AKA Meganet 66. Um, incredible costume. Those of you that are lucky to see it in person, isn't it amazing? And then those of you that can't see it in person, go check out his Instagram, Meganet 66. Oh, Holy yeah. How it's so good. So he's it, approved. And what makes it really good is that he made like everything. He, he didn't buy like he bought materials and made everything dude he we we kept questioning him we're like what are you doing you can just buy this and do this he's like no no i'm just gonna do it myself he's like i'm gonna buy a bunch of clay and sculpt this mask by hand <laughs> then like, i'm gonna mold it in silicon uh, oh whatever he molded it and then i'm gonna make it a, a silicone mask and john did he have experience molding or making clay none, or, he's none. Like, <laughs> he's like, i don't know how to do any of this stuff like this isn't ex- either an expensive mistake or you know zero and he crushed it, it. He crushed it's it. like but he's a welder and welders are talented individuals. Yeah, he's got an inclination for sure. He knows what he's doing. Not everybody know. has that innate skill. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think he's I, one I, of those weirdos that just like <laughs> does everything perfect for him. He's pretty much yeah. nailed. Yeah, everything. Don't you hate those bastards? What a Sorry, weirdo. is bastard a bad word? I'll stop saying that. No. But, yeah. No. Okay. I don't know. You guys tell me. Yeah. Language police. I don't know. Remy, that- where are you? You're not. Oh yeah. In your casa. I am in Seattle, so I'm up here for Emerald City Comic Con. Yes. Starts starts tomorrow, runs through the weekend. So, dude, you're um, gonna hang out. Yeah, the plan is to hang out with Left Coast Avenger the whole time and make Brian uh, feel like he's missing out. So, <sighs> it's it's very targeted towards him. Have you been at that one before? Remy? No, never, never. And it's funny it's because, fun. like, I was talked into coming to this, and then I'd man turn around and talk to other people into coming to it, and like, I'm pretty much the only one here. <laughs> I, I had a hotel saved um i had a hotel but i dude i just life's getting busy yeah yeah yeah, you're telling me what what costumes did you take i have okay so i have what we call a casual echo which is which is season two echo minus the chest and back armor sweet so i i wore this yeah i wore this we see him like that in the show um like he's when he's on pabu he pretty much has it's like all the leg armor and the comma um and his arms but no shoulders chest or back so that's what I brought because I couldn't let storage space is limited. Um, and then I have pretty much most of the pieces for my denizen so I can mix and match and do a few days that would look totally different, but it's still kind of the same basic costume. So that's it. That's what I brought. So, so I'm going to give you a suggestion. 
while you're there. Okay. Luke has a Batman. Okay. He would let you wear it. Just oh, saying. God. No, but no, no, nobody wants to do that. I need, I need to do, I need to do some work on me before I can pull off that. All right, just want to throw that out there. Which Batman does he have? I, it's easy. easy. We'll put, Maybe just get a six pack and you're good to go, bro. I know. I, well, I'm working. I, uh, I don't, like maybe I'll try the I'll try the cowl on, and we'll see we'll see like what this part of me looks like with the cowl. Like yeah. that'll be that'll be how I'll know if I really want to go through with it or not. Because when I went to Emerald, when I went the first time, oh, we only went one time. Where did we go two times? I can't remember. You wore his Wolverine. Uh, I put his Wolverine on. Yeah, <laughs> his leather uh, motorcycle racing suit Wolverine it was a little tight in the crotch. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I uh, I I. <laughs> So, all that so I, one thing i was like i was prepared to shave i was going to shave the beard off for echo um nice i i can't i can't i've got something going oh. on and i'm not i was specifically told i'm not allowed to shave you can't so i have to that. i have to you look grow like fast yes that's true no not right. not on the timeline not on the timeline can't talk about it can't talk about it Shh. all i have to say about that wow talk about what that's good stuff yeah ramey don't forget to get a walking workbench uh, while yes. you're there. Yeah. And so don't Luke, forget Luke's got a good camera and I've got the good mic that we, that we got for that. And so I think between the two of, and he said that he's got some folks up here that, uh, that specifically have worked on some pretty impressive things. So I think we'll get some good content this weekend. Yeah. Um, core geek lives up there. He, oh, he makes awesome costumes. Yeah. He's, he's, he's up there. Um, we met him at dragon con. Yeah. Yeah. I met, well, I met him at ECC well, with, with Luke him. forever ago, but, um, um, he makes awesome stuff. Uh, and then there's a girl, I'll try to remember her name, Downin, her and her husband. Oh, and then don't forget to do um, go live on the IG. Yeah, I mean, we could maybe we just, we'll see. Stories. We'll see how it goes. We could do, uh, we could try we doing a couple have, walking workbenches that way too, just to see if it's can easier. Stepdaddy, uh, Stepdaddy step Luke, interview some people. Mm-hmm. Stepdad, yep. What else? What else we got? Welcome to Pablo, my home away from home. Family reunion. Got to have a family reunion. (laughs) My buddies and me, you're getting real well known. Yeah, the bad guys know us and they leave us alone. I get around. Okay, folks, mark your calendar one month from tomorrow as we record the show on Friday, March 29th, 2024, uh, the Dad Batch podcast family reunion will be live at WonderCon in room 208 between 8.30 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. So join us, the Dad Batch, and meet up with cosplayers and makers from around the world. We've seen what this community can do when we rally around a common goal. Just look at the legendary things this community does during the holiday seasons with the charity drives we participate in. Um, And the talent that we've got here, that we here on the Dad Batch podcast see each and every day being shared with the world through social media, build parties and conventions, inspires us to one up our game. So, um, you know, this is your chance to not just join us as we record an episode of the podcast, but more importantly, our opportunity to share, your opportunity to share with us and the community what you're working on, your tips, tricks, and even compliments with your fellow artists and see their amazing work in person. 
So add real life interactions to friendships that otherwise might have only ever existed online and experience for yourself firsthand what we here on the podcast see each and every day and how this is the best online community and family in the galaxy. So again, one month from tomorrow, uh, probably be today as the show drops on, uh, on the podcast channels. Um, so Friday, March 29th, between 8.30 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. in room 208 at WonderCon. Be there, be square. Get yeah, it, get it, get it. And, and it, the, the dad match might, we might have, we, there might be a themed costume that like we are all kind of part of that y'all we'll just, have to, y'all just we'll have to find Darren. out. I can guarantee I believe, a really bad connection for me believe, on there too. I believe that. Yeah. I, believe I totally that. believe it. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. 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 You believe? True. I believe it when I see it. I believe true. it when I see it. I have to wait and see them. Sometimes well, thank you, you again, everybody. <laughs> thank you, every thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, our listeners literally make this show possible. So if you'd like to show your support for the show and rep it with the finest of dad batch threads pick up your brand new crosshair space daddy shirt at the dadbatch.com crosshair the collection is live as of right now meow so choice this garbage is nothing like clone armor looks a little tight on you old man Yeah, at least I know how to wear it. That's right, everybody. It's time for the weekly workbench. All right, gentlemen, who is working on what? Brian. Um, Nothing costume related. Still working on our space that we've talked about. Um, And I really haven't done anything crazy. I cleaned. I vacuumed. I painted a wall. Hey. Just white. Alabaster, actually, a, a satin alabaster. Ooh, uh, alabaster. One thing that was crazy that I discovered is I hadn't yeah, painted I anything in a long time. When did paint get so expensive? Oh, bro. Like a gallon of paint was 80 bucks. I was like, what? Back what? in my day, paint was $10. We used to walk in the snow uphill both ways to get paint. I, I, was, I, was even talking, <laughs> I was even talking to the guy that worked there, and I was like, I didn't realize. He's like, yeah, I started working here, and I, I thought like, Paints like twenty dollars a gallon. I'm like, yeah, I figured twenty, thirty bucks. No, for the cheap stuff. Eight. You should have just got the that ninety eight cent spray paint that you love. I could have. I'd still be in there. Dude, <laughs> his ninety eight cent spray paint is like two bucks now. Yeah, it's exactly. two thirty nine. So that's for kinda... my Lowe's special. It was ninety nine cents pre pandemic when I started buying it. You know what it is, Brian? It's that everyone what? who's like working from home and staying home, and then everyone yeah. who's staying home for the longest time. Yeah. Everyone's looking at their walls and they're just like, oh, I should paint this. I, I blame George Bush. Thanks, you know, Bush. you know how they have like, like BC to kind of tell you the time difference. We should have like BC two, like before COVID two, like before COVID. Because <laughs> right? prices change, dude. Like everything changes. Yeah. yeah so is, is that BC two or after BC? Yeah. Before Crosshair. Yeah. Um, I did have, um, I had a, um, a, a super rad dude that we met um, through skateboarding. Um, and he's a woodworker. And he made a bunch of custom uh, shoe shelves and uh, like a counter for the store. And he knocked it out of the park. I mean, the, the, you know, around where there's corners, the grain, the wood grain, like goes around the corner and matches. So the lines like go around the corner. Um, 
true craftsman of what he does. Um, like really kind of a perfectionist. So as most woodworkers are that I've known. So, uh, super cool. Shout out to Sam. I can, You're the I, man, can Sam. I can work wood and it's not very, <laughs> oh, like, sorry. I think we all can. Well, no, yeah. I'm just saying like, I made, I made like a frame once for like my <laughs> wife for like mother's day. And like, <laughs> okay. Okay. I couldn't I I, it's tough to mix up the, the grain. Yeah. So I don't know. Oh, uh, you on. Uh, <laughs> um, I have not made anything recently. So, oh, you know what I did do? Uh, I painted your wife's helmet that's sitting right there behind you, right there in the blue and the chrome, right there over your shoulder, right there. Painted that over the weekend or, or last week at some point. You're like, I need this yesterday, and I was like, ah, and somehow got it done in like a couple days. Chrome and go, man. And uh, I think that's it, really. I, I mean, I chromed a few things, but nothing, you know, <coughs> that, that's the most significant thing. Um, that's it. I haven't done anything. Nothing. Well, you did a lot. But you can't I put foam in my helmet, in my Mando helmet. That's something, right? So I'm not going to say anything, but... Um, so the guys don't worry, but I didn't sign an NDA. You guys are doing a lot of things. And I think it's just a matter of time. That's just put it there, right? You guys are very busy making a lot of, so we'll see what happens in the future. Let's just put it there. Okay. Can't talk about it. Yeah. The Crosshair collection is quite broad online. I must say, Steven, I'm looking at it right now. There's a new shirt that we put on there. Um, it's, it's not a shirt that we've ever offered before, but it's an all over print shirt where you could literally have crosshair on your entire shirt and back. The back is interesting. I will say placement. Is, is it crosshairs, butt cheeks? Did you just back? make that? <laughs> and for anyone that purchases that shirt, there's a secret message. On it. Please Did don't you... promise a helmet, Steven. Please don't promise. Did you promise just make that? Did you just design secret... that? There's a secret message on it. Uh, oh, did I just design it? No, yeah. that took that took a long time. I see it. I kind of feel weird. I got to well, order shirts Thank with you, myself Steph, on it. For the uh, kind of weird. Well, you're wearing me, um, Remy. That's true. Oh, uh, look at that. Is that the fig? What the fig? What fig? Is that That's Brian? That's Brian. Like, like, like fig dude. It's like a black series figure. That's crazy. <laughs> That's like, I guess it's a compliment, huh? It's a yeah, he looks that good. That's I need crazy. it all. I need all of it. I still need tech shirts too. Wow, dude, that looks really good. Although Joe kind of looks like he's flipping you off in his shirt. Exactly. <laughs> I see. I see the hidden message. I I, I need. I won't spoil it. Sorry. Where were we? Ramey was going to talk about his workbench. I wasn't because I can't talk about it. Oh man, dude, you and John are boring. Remember no. what I said, folks. It is not boring. I promise. It is. Remember what when, I said. When we can talk about it, it will be very cool. It is but the opposite of boring. In the moment, it is forbidden. Fine, whatever. About it next Joe. Year. Um. So a couple of things. Shout out to my wife because so we're trying to get this chrome tonal stuff shipped out, and folks, we learned a lot of lessons. It took us. 
two chrome tonos and we're still learning lessons but damn it sorry dang it shipping is pricey so anyways got this thing shipped to australia because we have a, we have a winner in australia and so get this i ship it out won't discuss how much it costs i'm fine with it we're fine with it right we got it we we agree to do this it's on its way and then like five days later ding dong boxes back on my doorstep <sighs> and the and the post office is saying um sorry when it got to customs there's some things in there that are not allowed to be shipped to what? the country <laughs> I, and i'm looking at it i'm like okay it's a helmet it's some um, really cool glasses from from diff right diff shout out to diff shout um, out right um so just really cool things and then i'm looking at this and it says coins and I'm like, man, I bet you there's a currency thing. I bet you you can't ship currency. And sure enough, my wife went back to the post office, waited in the long ass line, and finally got to the lady. And they're like, yeah, you're not allowed to ship currency. And so it's just a law, right? But but we're like, okay, we we paid so much money, we don't have to redo this. Luckily, on the on the um, the the customs form, I wrote coins and in parentheses movie props. These are the ones that were on solo. And I wrote, oh. I wrote movie props. We didn't have to pay it again. They basically re, uh, gave us our money back and then recycled. We just had to pay a new, just just get the new form, and then we shipped it out. But the fact that I wrote movie props, I didn't have to pay it again. Otherwise, I would have lost that money because it would have been lost in translation. But I I clearly did my part, and customs misread it. Yeah, John, you're muted, buddy. Imperial credits are no good here. I was gonna say that yeah you didn't you you didn't mess up everything you no. did was correct and they misread the the customs form that's why you were able to like we'll honor it you paid for it we're gonna send they it. they had to honor it right so right. so luckily dude so uh, just a, a lesson learned even for myself two times always write the address on the actual box don't just leave it up to the envelope or whatever you slap to it and then be very specific with what's inside because that might save your butt so thank you Kim and then one thing I am working on uh building I have this cool nice deck on my backyard by the pool um gentleman that i bought the house from built it did a great job it's even it's like perfect symmetry amazing but he didn't water treat the wood mm. underneath he only did the top side and so after seven eight years yee, um, i'm having to replace some some boards so i'm making some runs to home depot i'm doing more Dad, dad stuff, stuff. dad stuff yeah it's just it's just maintenance of the house but you know what i love that though i get to get out some saws and some tools that i don't get to use very often um it's just fun man i love the smell of wood when you cut it dude it's just so good do you, do you put a tool belt on um no i don't try to look the part usually looking the part is half the battle right but do tool belts to come in handy man you got a hammer you got your screws i just wait for kim to look outside and watch me work and i'm like hey baby you see that what i just did right there tape measure you take your shirt off yeah you dude know? yeah slow flex but um no but it's cool it's cool I, I love doing that kind of stuff and i don't do it enough so um but that's all i'm doing not really costumes i am going to get my boba fett stuff shipped soon hopefully though so armor should be inbound soon that's it um so i worked on my wife's costume, her uh, night owl, live action night. What is it? Live action night owl inspired costume. And uh, so here's the helmet that I'm showing on the YouTube. So the helmet was 3D printed. Uh, I can't believe dude, 3D printed by Raimi. 
and it feels like a resin cast, like so good. Uh, and then chromed by John and then painted and finished by me. Um, and it's just, man, it's, I'm so proud of this helmet. Like it li- literally, literally is a, a, a collaboration from love that colorway. Great colors. So these are the, I used the, I helped build the, uh, death watch live action, death watch CRL for the five Oh first. And the paint that was used is uh, it's really hard to find. And I was saving that paint for myself, hmm. but I actually used the paint for, for my wife's kit. So this is actual like screen used death watch colors on here. Um, and then I did this little, did this little trick. I don't know if you can see it on camera, but um, while this, while the paint was drying. Um, so it's like, it's not wet, but it's not like fully cured yet. Like tacky. Yeah, like tacky. I took um, a screwdriver, yeah, and I started scratching it up and peeling the paint. Yeah, and it, it's almost like it gives a different effect than than like doing the latex masking. Um, it, I mean, it it feels like a real scratch. It's like a proper scratch, right? I mean, yeah. it's 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 wet. It's, it's real weathering. Yeah, yeah. Um, just it's not fake weathering. It's real weathering. And then did the whole kit, um, armor. Hand plates, gauntlets, all that stuff. Um, and I used the Sunlu ABS resin, uh, ABS-like resin on that. And even after you cure that resin, the armor still flexes, just like a regular piece of plastic would. It's it's really good. Highly recommend uh, anyone who's printing armor use Sunlu ABS-like. Um, Shout out to Sunlu. They don't sponsor yeah. us, but they probably should. I, that's all I use. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm using too. I'm using some. I, I don't use the ABS like, but I use the water washable stuff for everything. Come on, Sun everything. Hook it up. ABS like. Love you, Sun Lu. So hey, our our listeners should go on to Sun Lu's Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone tag. <laughs> everyone tag Dad Match Five. With a You should hit yeah. these dudes. Up. You'd be like, listen to the next episode, yeah. Sun Lu. Hey, that's that's a great uh, something you brought up about the weathering, and I think because our listeners and we are costume makers, and this is part of the reason why some people like to listen. What are your guys' ideas on weathering and how to approach weathering? Like the, the like no natural baby. That's what I'm talking about. The way Stephen just said how he just took a screwdriver. That's what I do. I just take sandpaper, whatever around, whatever I have, and I just start rubbing it all over the piece. But you know, some people can overdo it, right? Sometimes folks can overdo. You can't it. overdo weathering. It's uh, in wild. You can. Looks like you're well, on your own there, you buddy. Can overdo weathering, but if you look at <laughs> if you look at movie-made props and items, if you go to Star Wars, a convention, and you see a costume that was used in a movie, they are beat the f. But hold on, hold on. It's half because they're weathered, sure. But it's also half because they've been through hell and back. Well, that too. A lot of the costumes are like half destroyed by the time they get back to wherever they're going. But that texture is needed to show up on camera. I think what I'm asking, Brian, though, is is what? does the weathering make sense? The style of weathering or the amount or the angles of the hits? You know what I mean? Like... You know, you know I don't I mean? have a rhyme or reason to how my stuff oh, is, and I feel like it looks okay. So, yeah, that's me. 
I mean, I think the latex I think, stuff, that's just not my vibe. I I'm just, willing to bet, Brian, you, you kind of know in your mind. And so you make your mind, you make your hands meet what you see in your mind. Um, but some folks just approach it as like, oh, I'm supposed to take a screwdriver and start smacking it. But now you have all these angles that don't quite make sense to what could actually happen to a piece of armor in battle or whatever. Well, it's just like yeah, random, random yeah. gashes, I mean, right? Edges, That's what I mean. and edges and, you know, bring out texture, especially depending on the color of what it is. Um, depends on what it is too, right? Like my shins, I tend to beat up shins more than I do with a thigh, right? And because why would you do that? Because you're on your knee more, right? I mean, I mean, crosshair, yeah. yeah. But like but anything, your legs, <laughs> sniper, your legs yeah. Are, yeah, your legs take the brunt of whatever it is you're doing for the most part. Usually but. there's a rhyme or reason why the mark is there. It's not just, I'm just going to say how I roll. Yeah. Yeah. Remy does this really good thing that he taught me about the the back of a Mando helmet. Mm -hmm. Like there's like he oh, calls these slots. like these vents. He calls them vents. Mm. Like I call them coin slots because like that's what we called it on Boba Fett. He yeah. calls them vents and he always makes like uh he makes these vents like extra dirty. Yeah. Like, as if it was like exhausting your your sweat or something, <laughs> you know, like yeah uh, isn't that so what that, it is essentially spitting out all the yeah. dirty un, you know filtering yeah. the air on my on mine i have these weird vents on my cheeks and i put a little bit of rust as if like liquid is just kind of pouring yeah. out that condensation is yeah condensation's pouring out of these vents for whatever reason and rust and yeah Love it. you're basically storytelling in my opinion this is where i was trying to get at to see if you guys were going to go there but there's story if you could look at a prop you could probably get an idea of what this character has been through by looking at it. That's kind of, I think, where I go. I spend that much time staring at this thing where I'm like, what happened to this person or this thing or this, where were they at? Um, even for tech, just, man, he, he fell down a mountain here and slid or, you know, a long way and then caught himself on this branch. Like, oh, here's some, here's a branch that just thrashed the side of his helmet. So it's just like that. I don't know. That's just where my mind goes. Hey. You, you've got to do weathering that matches the environment that you're trying to tell the story. Like what, what's the story that you're telling and where did they come from? Like, so the weathering you would do on somebody that's from Tatooine is not the same weathering you do from someone from Endor. There you right? go. Like Endor is weathered with a darker Brown and greens, Tatooine's sand, obviously. And, and like the, the colors, like if you look at the films, the colors that are on the troopers in Endor are, they match the planet. Whereas sand troopers obviously look like sand troopers. So yeah. um, weathering from a snow planet is done a little differently. So, yellow. Tathered. Yeah. Yeah. Yellow. yellow. Don't, yellow snow. Yeah. don't eat yellow snow. They're walking. Yeah. Um, for me, it depends because there's like animated weathering on, on armor Ooh, and helmets and stuff. True. And then there's also like real, you know, like you wouldn't put an Illumilustra on an animated kit, for example. Yeah, why bother? It's yeah. kind of a, so you could, but it's a waste, right? You, you wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think you would. I mean, you could. Obviously, you could. It's not that to. rich. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah, but but the weathering techniques are a lot different. Like you, I, for example, I might not use oils and like that that little like alcohol technique where people like do the little brush thing. Drops uh, on something animated. I might just use like um uh, like a fine steel wool and and wet sand the weathering. You know, like overspray and wet sand that to make it look like shaded and and beat up a little a little scratched up like good more point. like animated you know uh, good point they're totally different you're absolutely right yeah yeah so it depends I, I wouldn't do one on the other or vice versa i mean maybe for fun because i've done like i've seen people do like a chrome animated uh, t uh 
clones, for example, or, or whatever animated that they've done like metallic stuff. And in who cares? It's for fun. Who cares? Mm-hmm. But um, that's more like a live action thing. At least it's that's what you see on screen compared to something animated where it's just animated. Um, but yeah, that's that was a good point. My go to is a black wash. Like, oh, yes. I think you can just black wash on anything, always. right? Yeah, just about but, uh, yeah, like uh, the black wash. And then I usually, I usually, after the first layer of a black wash, and I get it to finally, like, I finally get it to where I want it, I'll usually seal that in with like a matte clear coat. And then I'll do a second wash of usually like a burnt umber or a brown. Mm something just a, a, a different color other than the black wash yeah um it's very important to seal in that first wash otherwise you'll just wash it off you'd be surprised though because i'll do that sometimes where i'll black wash something and I'll, I'll do like little little sprays so there's like droplets and, and blotches and stuff and i'll like turn around for like five minutes and i'm like oh yeah go back and like keep adding more black and and all of a sudden that's already on there permanently and i'm adding new on top of lot on top of right where that's kind of just you know coming down as, as much as you're spraying it's coming down but if you leave i don't know the sun hits hard sometimes there's so many tools man i mean some people like swear on the airbrush but i never use the airbrush i think airbrush is good for like yeah. maybe materials and soft parts for like corners and like where there's seams well little things like that but i don't know there's, it, there's, there's a, so let me give you an example of an airbrush on something uh so you can use for example like the copic inks like mm-hmm. the grays or like the the because I have a few grays that are neutral grays, but I'll I'll do that over like in the cheeks of, of a Mando helmet, for example, or or within where, where it would be weathered, and then I can go over with like the the NAFTA the the painter solvent, dip mm-hmm. a little brush in there, and then do instead of alcohol, use that, and you do the the you know the the brush the, thing the over flick. that, nice, and, and and that distorts the color, it gives you a different shape because it's not, I don't know how to explain it because it's it's like almost like alcohol. And it doesn't make like a, a what like a rain droplet type of blotch. It makes like a something different, you know. A splatter. Yeah, but it's a splatter that's like in a, a different shape. And it makes sense to the weathering of the thing. So it looks like metal that's maybe been exposed to rain and all kinds yeah, of stuff. But then you can black wash over that. So now you have these two different depths of of, of texture, mm. which are which. If you see one by itself and the other one by itself, you'd be like, oh, those are similar. But if you see them together, you're like, oh, I can see the them apart i can tell that that's this and that's that and yeah and it adds it's an extra layer of uh layers that's got a layer that's the key right but you can layer 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 of the same black wash but if you do the alcohol thing with the copic inks and the alcohol and then you do the black wash it 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 changes everything it it adds so much dimension it's really cool it's good stuff yeah i think that was everyone's workbench yeah oh Um, (laughs) i've got i've got i've got one other thing for the workbench that i forgot so um, I don't know if it was last week or, or before somebody reminded us that we needed to do a volume two of the um, the Spotify playlist. So we've got that out there now. So you can go to the website and under the listen drop down, um, yeah, you can listen to the podcast episodes, but we've got the playlist there too. So there's now a volume two of the Spotify playlist. And I think that that will evolve over time. I don't think we've all put stuff on there yet. So we'll probably add some more stuff. And I think the idea of these is, this is what we're listening to kind of right now. So what we're listening to now might not be the same thing we're listening to in six months. So we'll do a volume three and so on. Nice. Wicked game, dude. Chris Isaac. Yeah. I got to get on there. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see who put, you can see who put it on there. So if you want to see like what's on my 
rotation right now, go look at what's on volume two. I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. No, that's not Remy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Not mine. Wow. R. Kelly. Hey, wow. Hey, Remy. Hey, Steven. We're being hailed. This encryption's new. This might take a while. And it actually might take a while. I ended up with a lot more news this week than I thought I was going to. So uh, bear with me. Uh, congratulations to Mandalorian voice guy, Pedro Pascal, for bringing home a SAG award for best male actor in a drama series for his work on The Last of Us. Worth noting that The Last of Us also won another SAG award for the stunt team's work in the category of outstanding performance of a stunt ensemble for a television series. Um, and again, still, still, uh, Award season. So the 96th annual Academy Awards, uh, those air on March 10th uh, and they take place at the Dolby Theater in LA. Ludwig Gorenson has been nominated for his sound work on Oppenheimer and John Williams was nominated for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And worth noting, this is Williams's 54th nomination and he has the work, the record for the most nominations of any other person alive. So 54. Oh, Good I know. Legend. I know. I, you know, Legend. I think I, I should have done a little extra homework. And I, I, for the number being 54, it's actually kind of criminal how few he's actually won, but a lot of nominations there. So, and then ILM also got nominated for four different films in the special effects category. And it's funny because, like, there's five films in that category, and the ILM is four of them. So <laughs> they're pretty much competing <laughs> against themselves and one other film. So, congratulations to our friend Steve Sansweet and his Rancho Obi Wan for being voted into the top 10 pop culture museums in the country. Uh, so located in Petaluma, California, Rancho Obi-Wan was certified by the Guinness Book of World Records uh, like a year or two ago as being the world's largest private collection of Star Wars memorabilia. Mm. So the, collect the, the collection slash museum won the number eight spot on that top 10 list specifically. And uh, you can go out to uh, ranchoobiwan.org. And uh, memberships are $60 a year, and you can also book tours of the museum. So, And those are often guided by Steve himself. So if you want to meet Steve Sansweet and get a private tour of the museum, uh, go check it out. Uh, so The Mandalorian and Grogu will be filming entirely in California, thanks to a massive tax credit awarded to the production from the state. So $21,755,000 worth of tax credits, to be specific. One of the biggest... In fact, it was only beat out by Bumblebee, of all things, which was $22.4 million in tax credits uh, ever given in California history. So it's a big deal. Oh, credits. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You owe me taxes. Oh, I love taxes. The production is expected to generate uh, $166,438,000 worth of uh, revenue for the state. In the form of 500 crew members, 54 cast members, 3,500 background folks, spanning across 92 filming days. So this is actually going to be the first Star Wars film ever shot 100% in California. And the last time a Star Wars film shot at all in California was the Endor and Sail Barge scenes from 1983's Return of the Jedi. Wow. So, yeah. That's a big deal. I mean. Yeah. Not yeah. only that, there's going to be work for people. <laughs> In Cali, right? Huge deal, right? Where are yeah, we going to get thirty five hundred background people? Ah, well, we might know a few folks. So, um, <laughs> where are we going to find all these people? Where can we find them? Ah. Joe, why does everyone at Lucasfilm sound like that? They just do. <laughs> ah. They work at Lucasfilm. 
<laughs> Everyone's it's, Watto. It's a requirement. I I I'm gonna point out. Um, some of us have been rather cagey about what we've been working on lately. It is actually not that. So I, I've gotten asked that. <laughs> and, and I actually, I feel the need to squash that rumor because it's getting a little out of control. We're, that, we're not working on that for now. So moving on, uh, um, uh, Stellan Skarsgård did an, on the Mandalorian. Somebody oh, that's so cool. Day, yeah, like, oh, we're not, yeah. yeah, somebody sent me that article the other day and they're like, this Someone is what you're asked working me too, on. Yeah. Is this no. thing? No. Are you making stuff for the new film? <laughs> if I was, I wouldn't be posting about it, would I? No. Right. So. No. <laughs> I mean, you we're might. Po- we're posting about the other thing we're not might. supposed to post. I might. Yeah. <laughs> you can't rule it out. I might, but yeah. I might. Yeah. <laughs> I might be. Stellan Skarsgård did an interview with uh, GamesRadar.com of all things, and he had this to say about season two of Andor. He said, "It's the last season of it. It ends where Rogue One starts, so it's up to that point. I think it will be very good, and already, and as already the first one." was satisfying for me because it's sort of star Wars for grownups. It's a more realistic and complicated society that they're living in. And the claustrophobia of the fascist regime is palpable. Man, he's got some good words in that sense. I think we have a good season ahead of us. And then he also commented on uh, when we might see the show. So I, I, we've not been given an official release date yet for Andor, but he said it will probably be out towards the end of the year or early next. Now I, I'm always doing the notes at the last minute. We've talked about like Disney announced what the lineup was for this year and Andor wasn't on it, right? We're getting Acolyte and Skeleton Crew and that was it. Um, so my money's on early next year. I thought they had to do reshoots on it. Well, if they did, they're, I mean, well, so they did, but they're done. So we'll still have the better part of the year. So, and, and a lot of that shot, a lot of that shows practical. So there's not as many effects necessary in certain dude cases. i'm psyched for andor this post-production i mean Ramy and you guys from your does it take about a year like when they say when they say we, we're done filming is it kind of ish about a year well for a film for a film yeah so for a tv show it's maybe compressed go ahead. sorry john okay. go ahead no no but sorry I, to to your point it also depends because this show has mostly practical effects so maybe there's less to oh yeah in, you know compared mm-hmm. to something that's more cgi or, or volume uh, True. related Yep. So maybe it'll be uh, out sooner than we expect. But that's just a, a, can a we, wild guess, I think. Can we, take a, uh, can we take a minute to just pause the news for a second and just remember how good Andor is? It's Dude. amazing! So good. Like, okay, do you guys remember the scene with, I forget what it's called, but when they had the stars, oh. the, 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 the firework show? Hmm. What oh yeah, the, the, the eye of something, right? The eye of Aldani. Yeah, or something. The eye, yeah. Aldani. That's it. Remember how good that was? And then not only that, but then the the speech that Luthen gave when he was in the elevator. Or Mar- Marv, dude. Like it's just, dude. So and then and then and then the speech of Kino Loy, the oh. one way out. All the speeches. Anytime there were a lot of good speeches. Yeah. Man. Yeah, the FD, the FD Empire speech, dude, that one too. That was the best. And then, yeah, and then remember, and then remember in the beginning of the series, just the tension between Cassian and Luthen, like when they didn't know if they could trust each other. Yeah, it's, it's a great. I mean, that show is for top. So, right. so I mean, there's there's good arguments to say. Okay, is this really? Of course, it's Star Wars, right? Because it's got Star Wars written all over it. But there's some folks that are like, well, there's no lightsabers. There's no the force so is it really star wars and i think that what's awesome is that we're exploring something 
different with Andor. And it doesn't make it any less Star Wars. It's just another another I, story that's happening in the universe, in the galaxy. I think it's awesome. And I think it's impressive, too, because there, there's like like no gimmicks, you know? Like, not that lightsabers and all that is, are the Force are gimmicks, because I, lo I love easy. that aspect of Star Wars. But, but it, it's an easy thing to fall back onto. Mm -hmm. But here it's just like pure drama. And that was yes. the point of the show to begin with, right? It wasn't like for kids. It was more like a straight-up drama mm -hmm. that happens to be in... Can you imagine? Can you imagine the conversation? Maybe it was like a bet, like, "Hey, can we pull off Star Wars without a lightsaber, without any Jedi in the Force? Yeah. Can we pull it off?" Get this, no, and saber. you get Andor. That's what you get if that's yeah. a bet. Dude, remember when he shot the cop in the like the first scene at a whorehouse? Like, After we were like, yeah, like this is how it starts. Yeah, he's already. Uh, we need to do. Sorry, we need to do an Andor rewatch when that comes. Like before that comes out, season two, we need to do an Andor. I'm still on the side. I want to see Rogue One so bad again, just like a rewatch, but I'm I haven't watched it since the first season of Andor, and I won't watch it until I see the second season. Because then huh. it leads right in. I can't watch it. I can't watch Rogue One. It's good. Go. Save it for that emotion. Yeah. Like it. Are you guys do you guys want to go? I'm gonna go see Phantom Menace when it comes out. When is that? May four? May third? I would, I but I'm gonna be in San Francisco. I, I want to take Amy. I would. I would go up there and see you guys. You're going to be in San Francisco in May? May 4th? Yeah. May 4th. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Okay. News to everyone. Well, it's for a reason. It's for Thanks a reason. for the invite. Thanks for the invite. No, no it's for, it's for no, no. <laughs> my. Do you want to know why? Nope, I know why. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, are you going with him, Brian? <laughs> It's just oh, it's just me and Crosshair. It's just tech and Crosshair. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys are invited. Because yeah. it feels yeah. so good. Yeah. They're, uh, they're going together since they're not really not on the show at all anymore. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, Crosshair is. Crosshair is, dude. Crosshair. Oh man, we need to talk about this. Oh, okay. oh you got more news, Randy? Okay. Are you still all right, yeah, let's get through the news so we can get to the real good stuff. Okay. Uh, Ahmed Best. Uh, of Jar Jar Binks fame has uh, posted on Instagram a photo of himself in a motion capture suit with the caption, just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. And then he included the hashtags referencing Jar Jar, Keller and Beck, Jedi, Sith Lord, and game developer Activision. So let the speculation begin. Uh, it's presumably he's doing mocap for some video game, but with right. what, for what character? I mean, he, <laughs> he, read he, literally, the lines. he literally tagged everything he could tag just to, uh, to throw us off i mean his yeah characters but then both sith and jedi so who knows i always try to de decipher those hashtags like is this supposed to be very specific or is he just writing something like oh jedi sith and he his character jar jar and back meanwhile or some like, pr person just or is sent it like, a note <laughs> no but but because they could just be hashtags of characters you've done which is keller and beck and jar jar cool and then jedi and sith are very normal not normal but you know very popular hashtags for for the franchise um or is that like, or is he doing something, you know, the game or a game? We will have to wait and find out. I mean, I think the only reason to get Ahmed Best to do any kind of mocap is for Jar Jar. No one can do the walk like him. Fair. He, I mean, he tagged his, uh, his Jedi character, Keller and Beck, too. So although Jar Jar and Keller and Beck have nothing to do with each other, so it's got to be no one or the other. Maybe or, Jar Jar or, helped Keller and Beck. He's doing both. Uh, right. Very meta. <laughs> It's Ahmed Square, dude. <laughs> James Arnold Taylor is lobbying to do a miniseries featuring Plo Koon and young Ahsoka. 
he's uh, he said, I would love it if they brought him back. I would be really thrilled if uh, if we were able to extend what they did in the last series with Ahsoka and Plo. I'd love a whole mini series of when she was little and him training her as a Jedi. I know that Ashley is an amazing actress and could voice little Ahsoka and she could voice midsize Ahsoka and then full grown Ahsoka because we've seen all that. I would love to see their arc told more. I want to know what happened there. So I, for anybody that didn't realize, I mean, yes, we all know James Arnold Taylor did Obi-Wan, but he was also the voice of Plo Koon. So we shall see. I, I, we saw, so they were in, what is it? The, uh, oh gosh, not the Clone Wars, but the, the Tales of the Jedi. Is that it? Yeah. Tales of the Jedi. Yeah. That. So, uh, we, we saw some of that. I think what he's hoping is that we'll see some more. Who knows if he's hinting at something or not. Uh, so thank you to YouTube chat moderator extraordinaire Steph for sending this one in. Remember, if you, you got news for me, you can email it to news at the dadbatch.com and we will talk about it on the show. So uh, Star Wars Battlefront is making a return. So being called Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection, it will be on all of the major gaming platforms, including PC via stream, Xbox One and series, PlayStations 4 and 5, and then Nintendo Switch comes out on March 14th, so it's only a couple of weeks away, and it comes with new maps, including Jabba's Palace for Battlefront 1, and then uh, characters including Kit Fisto and Asajj Ventress and more, and then Battlefront 2 is getting even more content, including maps for Beston, uh, Renvar Harbor, is Renvar, is that a planet? I don't know. There's another Renvar location labeled Citadel, so I don't know if that's like yeah, it might the, be just the, map the Citadel. Yeah, they're just map. And, uh, and then also uh, Yavin 4, some Yavin 4 content as well. Hmm. Love that so game, it, dude. Back in the day. Oh my gosh. It, Back in the day. Yeah. So yeah, we've so, had, um, yeah, I don't know. I've got thoughts on that. Never mind. Does so, does anybody yeah, know if is this just a, is this the, just a straight up re-release or is it that's a remaster? That's what I'm curious about. That's if it's remastered, that's one thing because it'll have the mechanics of the new games, which which are actually good. Like the, the, the mechanics are amazing. But if it's the same game, and like you said, there's a couple of new maps. Cool. Okay. But there's no. some nostalgia for some folks. Just like, why do people play Pac-Man still? Like, why do people play Gal- you know, Galaga? But I feel it's- like they're refurbishing something, though, that's already been out a few times. To- they did they did it once. They did it again. They did it It's again. all about the Benjamins, man. They're going to make some money on it. Which it'll fun, be fun dude. anyway, but yeah. It's just a very repetitive game, too. I'm not buying it again. They're going to make some money. On I love it. it, but I'm not buying it again. Yeah. Thanks, anyway. My son hit me up, Brandon. He's like, dude. We're getting that one. He, 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 <laughs> so he, he remembers when we had the PlayStation 2 on this one ledge of their dresser and he ran in the in the room as I'm playing, mm-hmm. tripped on the cord and it came yeah. crashing down and opened and the CD fell out and ruined. And I looked at him. I didn't say anything. I just looked at him. And he's like, <laughs> remember when controllers had cords? He's like, oh, oh man. It had a control. Like, it was like, yeah, that was back in the day, right? Remember when phones were like basically a can of soup with a string? And like, Hello. hey, hey, Steven, we, say, listen, say, I'd like to make some armor. Say, you paint the metal and I'll print over here. Say. We're getting a uh, uh, like a hard line for the for the shop space. And, you know, the shop space I said is like it's an old vintage uh, building. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to get like a rotary phone. Hey, make them. You can hey. order one nice. on Amazon. Amazon, like, right. Yeah, because it kind of fits hey, the space. Yeah. I uh, the I mean I I may not be the only one with this story, but I'm I when I was a little kid, our house had a rotary phone, and it was like yeah. not wanted to we the wall. Like the, the phone, if you wanted to change the phone, the phone company had to come out and like put a new phone in. Yep. Like it was. Yeah. 
it was not like hard, yeah, it wasn't just hard a line. Just like hardwired. The cool thing yeah. is when you when you went away from rotary and you went to the button, and then you got the really long coily, like like the yep. twenty foot extension. Yeah, you got yeah. the extra long down the hallway. Yep. That reached all the way down the hall Around and then through the, the closed door. Yeah, and then close your door and you're in the closet. <laughs> John, get off the phone. Get off the line. And then Everyone what happens is, what's that? When we say telephone, we, we put our hand up like this usually. But if you ask a kid nowadays, like the, the latest generation, no, they don't know. They, like when you say put your, like do a phone. <laughs> They're like, is that a gang sign? They do this. They Bro, do what are you doing? Shotguns? We do, do this. Like they're holding up an iPhone. It's so, crazy. Yeah, like this. Or if you had, so why are you holding you, a brick to your head? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you actually had uh, two two phones in the house, look out! You're like somebody, you'd be on the phone, and somebody else would answer, and uh, you could you could eavesdrop like Dookie. Yeah, yeah. you would literally eavesdrop. Yep. Mom, I'm Duke. on the phone. Yeah, Duke, exactly. Hey, I said, hang up, mom. You could pick pick up. I'm a star sixty nine. You. Oh dang! Oh, that was that I was way later. That. that was way later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the phone. Give me some hot pockets. <laughs> ah, give me some hot pockets. Meatloaf. Man, what is she milk. doing? What is she doing? I never know what she's doing. And then, so then, and when I was when I was in high school, my dad got a. I'm gonna. It wasn't a cell phone. It was a, it was a car phone, and it was like there was this thing that was like mounted to the Baller. floorboard of the front seat of the car, and it had like Baller. the cord. It was a big box and had a cord that like so the you'd pick up the handset and like there were buttons on it and you could dial, but like you would pick it up and basically talk to an operator and then she'd connect you with somebody like you couldn't just dial somebody's house. Do you remember how and much like half the, Oh, it was ridiculous. And like half the trunk was equipment to make this thing work. Like you sacrificed a massive amount of storage space in the trunk for the equipment to, to do. Do you it remember how much it was for a minute of phone call? Oh, it was like, yeah. it was like a dollar, yeah. dude. It was like a dollar for a minute and yeah. it would rack up big time. Cause you're calling I, everybody. for I, that. I had a, uh, I had like little get-togethers at my house when I was young, when I was a teenager, and uh, when my parents would go out of town, and somebody called Taiwan or China or something <laughs> for like forty-five minutes. Oh my! It was like three hundred dollars or something, and my parents were like, "Who called?" And I had no idea, had zero clue as to who, and I was like on top of it, you know, like people would come over, but I knew who they were or whatever, and I was like still baffled to this day like who like the called? back of the magazine that one awkward number that you call for uh yeah for a friend for a friend and oh, you know. <laughs> so there's 900 numbers yeah. 900 numbers and you're like wait yeah. oh, God. Bill. dude we sound so old right now yeah we've really I mean, uh, my rotary phone with the long cord really basically the yeah. grandpa batch almost but are we still in the news Yep. We're like only half done too, guys. So. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh God, really? Let's get moving. I got a couple of quote heavy ones coming over here. So, okay. Um, first, though, in uh, uh, last bit of video game news. So, Game Maker Electronic Arts uh, is laying off 670 employees, uh, which, mm. impacts, which impacts significantly subsidiary Respawn, uh, who announced that their Star Wars first person shooter, that I think we talked about before, is now canceled. So mm. a lot of yeah. layoffs across a lot of industries these days. It's unfortunate. Yeah. That's too bad. There's going to be a gamer strike. Uh, think so? Game, game developer strike. I, I'm... It's that's been, that's been bouncing around for a while. So yeah, yeah. I think it's coming. Do you Come guys, on. whenever I hear like people like get working at gaming companies, 
the movie that automatically hits my mind is Grandma's Boy. <laughs> Dude, I, that movie is so the best. <laughs> you can't see me. I'm you not can't, here. You don't see me. <laughs> no, it's, it's so good. I, I don't remember the specific lines, but it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, come on. Let him do the news. Jeez. No, no, that's fine. Uh, so when they're not busy talking about the the uh, the dad batch, bad batch creators Brad Rout and Jennifer Corbett spoke with ComicBook.com about bringing Asajj Ventress back for Bad Batch season three. So um, we said, without spoiling too much, we have a storyline that requires someone. Jennifer Corbett said, and she was the best fit for what we needed. But again, Brad Rout and I don't make these decisions by ourselves. It's very much a conversation. And when Ventress was put on the table, we were very excited about it because we're big fans of that character, and we wanted to honor her, what her character was was in Clone Wars, while also honoring Dark Disciple. And then Brad Rout, Brad Rout jumped in. He said. Once we knew we could use this character that we love so much, we immediately were doing lots of research. We went back to unfinished arcs of the Clone Wars that were actually the inspiration for the novel Dark Disciple. And there were designs created, including her hairdo, which is so cool, and her lightsaber and the color of the saber. So we honored that for when she shows up in our storyline. We can't go into all of the details, but we can say that the answers to your questions, and we, and we know a lot of fans are asking questions, will be answered. And then this next bit is the intriguing part for me. He continued, he said, they may not all be answered in the Bad Batch, but rest assured, the connections are all there and they will be told. What? So just hang tight. Next right. show. Hmm. Watch it be I'm telling tough. you, like, there, I'm calling gonna, it. Yep. There's another show for sure. I yeah, On May 4th, I, the, I, the on May 4th, we're going to get an announcement for the next. I'm Is sure. Is going to be focused? People love so. the animated series. Like, maybe, not focused, maybe not focused, but at least in it. And so they're going to continue the story till it meets a new hope. Maybe, like you know, know what I mean? who knows? Maybe it's or, maybe or, it's or Omega. And, they have so many Omega costumes. and the other kids. Yeah. Man, they can go so many directions. Yep. So much room for activities. Yep. The three kids, uh, those three clones, right? That you guys are talking about from the Bad Batch. Oh yes. Yeah. Maybe it'll be Omega and them or yes. something like that. One of the chat was asking Omega and the three kids. That's what I'm feeling. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Could be. I, I think they were just a, a side note. I don't think they're going to be very yeah. prominent, those kids. I think it just lets you know there's a lot of little... Just, yeah, there, there's a bunch out there, yeah. A bunch out they're there. not all gone. Yeah. Wow. I mean, maybe we'll get like a Rex, maybe we'll get a Rex Adventures or something like that. Because he's got 20 years of stories to tell, I'm sure, because between Rebels and this. Yeah. Everybody yeah. loves Rex. I mean, that would get so much attention and love i mean d baker does need a job so. <laughs> he needs another know. gig right it would keep him going for sure yeah just clone voice and everywhere and then it's he's with wolf and gregor too so and plus we haven't seen it yet because he hasn't shown up yet but in the trailers that we saw for the bad batch wolf was there with like all the all the dudes yeah in, in the london one right and right. do we see him in this one or the one that was i think it was also in, in he's in, he's in this one too Oh yes, London. London, yeah. London had Cody. London had, yeah, Cody. London had oh. Commander yeah. Cody. Cody well, comes back, right, in the London one. So, but so there's a transition between Wolf being there with the Empire and then him coming with Rex and um, ah, Gregor. Was he with the Wolf Pack or was he just with other clones? I don't remember. Couldn't tell because it's hard with Cody being gray. Ah, <sighs> I I was rewatching the. The season three trailer 
this morning. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's okay. So in the trailer, it was Captain Rex with no pauldron talking right. to Hunter, talking about how we have to go back and save the kid. That's what he says in the trailer. And he was wearing uh, phase two armor. It wasn't even his Rex armor. It was just phase right. two with the phase two helmet. So which kid? So that's what I'm saying. Which so kid? it's like Alpha. I think I think Omega's no, gonna Alpha. get re- I think she's gonna get recaptured. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Well everybody yeah, because the Empire is trying to get her, right? I think they are. They're that's gonna the get whole point. her. Yeah. But so things look good now, but yeah. It's so, way too happy right now. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know. That the ending of that episode, it was pretty. Dude, the tension. Are we going to talk about this? Yeah, yeah next next. News, Let's finish news, 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 news. That's fine. Just because we're it's the right point in the conversation. Somebody sent me a meme. A meme that somebody had done. Like it was, you know, the meme where like the two cars are passing each other and everybody in the one car is looking at everybody in the other and they're like. So it was that, but in one car it was Omega and. Uh, crosshair and then the other one it was echo or Wreck- wrecker and hunter <laughs> they're like the, the, the two ships are flying past each other get in okay amanda stenberg star of the upcoming show acolyte did an interview with uh, magazine c i don't know what that is but apparently the thing um and so she said that uh they basically built the character and a lot of the show around knowing that she was who they wanted for it. So she said, all of the artwork was conceptualized with my face. And and Leslie was like, so I've been working on this for about three or four years for you. I don't know what I'm going to do if you don't do it. No pressure, Stenberg told uh, magazines. So I was uh, sent to the moon, of course. In a previous interview, um, uh, showrunner uh, Leslie Headland had revealed the series, which uh, she's described as frozen meets Kill Bill with Kurosawa influences. It's a mystery thriller that focuses on the perspective of the Sith's battle against the Jedi. Uh, Headland also teased the series featuring more Jedi than any other Star Wars film or TV show. Um, I have a really, really... So we're back to Stenberg now, sorry. I have a really, really heavy load in this show, an abnormal load. The crew, the crews are so hardcore, they're so hardworking, and it's very kind of hierarchical and competitive, and people work their asses off. It's a quote, sorry. Um, it's very different. I think than what I've experienced on most American sets in the context of the star Wars universe. It's a time of great peace. Theoretically. It's also a time of an institution and it's a time in which conceptions around the force are very strict. And I think that's what we're trying to explore within our show is when an institution has a singular conception of how power can be used. We try to provide a lot of different perspectives and answers for that question. The idea is to kind of honor the ethos of star Wars and ideas around the force and also challenge them, hopefully harmoniously. So, uh, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. So I'm looking forward to all of them, but this one seems, I like that they're pushing different territories with a lot of these. Okay. Last article. Um, and really this is more Ramey going on a rant than anything. Um, so Daisy, <laughs> there, I saw, I saw a rumor going around. So I'm, I'm going to do my best to try and squash this. Daisy Ridley's upcoming Star Wars film is not titled episode 10, a new beginning. So like I've been seeing that all over like so they're calling it like Star Wars episode 10 a new beginning and like that that's not it. it's not that um the internal working name for the show um, which could very well get picked up as the real name is simply Star Wars New Jedi Order with no plans to number it in sequence because the other nine films are numbered specifically that way because they are the Skywalker saga right. which they've said they've said very clearly like it's done so anything else even it happens to have other characters in it like you know Rogue One had Princess Leia it's in it it's not 
but it's her not name is Skywalker. a numbered film, right? Like, so this the Skywalker saga is is done, and this is going to be called something different. It's not going to be a numbered Co- film. I mean, so. correct me if I'm it's if I'm mistaken, but she's hasn't it been established that she's not the star of the film? Oh, I haven't heard that. Oh, that would be that. wild. Is that a ru- what? Hmm? Did- is that a record's rumor? Is that a real record rumor? <laughs> Room. I'm just I'm just I'm just squashing the the rumor that it's called episode ten a new beginning. Oh, Stephen just let me let me uh, deflect on that statement for a moment here. Um, you know I was thinking about this the other day with <laughs> episode nine, um, with with Ray Palpatine, right? Like literally, you have Emperor Palpatine, who has tried to screw over the Skywalker family for so long, mm-hmm. right? And then he has a kid who, I mean, maybe we'll see how that comes about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad Batch or whatever. But he has a kid. He eventually has a a kid who is a clone of himself. Maybe. Or is it a natural born son? Dude, there's so many rumors. Was that that ever established if his son is. Dude, I've heard rumors. They might have rumors where her parents that blew up on the ship, Ray's parents that blew up on the ship, her dad, that dad is a clone version of Palpatine with no force. He was just born <laughs> and then he escaped, but he's technically yeah. part Palpatine. It would be and cool. He's the one that had Ray. And so it's like, technically is but it his child? Yeah. Skip kinda, the generation. But, dude. Know. So it's like all funky. So, so Ray, Ray by blood is a Palpatine. Yes. Right. It's not like, you know, how Anakin was not like she's a Skywalker, you know, conceived by the midichlorians or whatever. It's Ray Palpatine. She like, bad. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It is Ray Palpatine who by the end of it has a says, I don't want to be a Palpatine. I want to be a Skywalker. I'm Ray Skywalker. Why? Like out of all the things you could do, come on. Palpatine's bad. Skywalker good. Honestly, I, but like look, so we talk about like the notion of found family a lot on the show. And like so she's identifying with the Skywalkers and like that's she she would rather align herself in that that's like she loves Leia. She that's Luke the family she wants to be associated with. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean so, think about also like okay. people people that maybe have had traumatic past from real like bad families. And maybe there's a like a really good friend in the neighborhood and the family that the really good family down the street they admire. And that family takes them in and they're like, man, I wish you were my family. Right. And so it's just like, you know, whatever you want to call it, it's you identify as the good, as the positive and not the bad. You're trying to separate yourself. But to your point, Stephen, in her blood, it's Pelps. She a baddie. Pelps. Baddie, but baddie. That's why she killed Chewie in the the lightning. (laughs) Harness the good. Almost killed Chewie. She destroyed the wrong ship or a different ship. Yeah, that would harness. Okay, I, I mean, I'm not close-minded to this. I'm. I, I would love to hear a good explanation. Well, I think we're getting it in the Bad Batch. We're getting pieces sewn together. Yeah, maybe she's I a mean, test tube baby, and then that that guy that that dropped her off. She's a test tube Jakku, baby, dude. But maybe maybe he or not Jakku. I'm sorry, wherever she's from, Tatooine, I guess. Uh, maybe she's uh, uh, he left her there, like you know, saved her from wherever from the lab. Maybe he's just a scientist, you know. Ooh. Can they? Here's a question: Can they piece oh together? She's a clone, right? Enough of the puzzles pieces to make up for the disappointment some people had with that whole. I think so. The Last Jedi story. I'm, I, 
I'm 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 eagerly anticipating it. I think here's, it's gonna happen. Here's here's uh, the deal. How many people hated the prequels? Ray Everybody. Yeah, and now how many people love them because yeah, of what animation right. has given years. us to film? The Clone Wars saved They it. do the same thing. Give it 20 years. The, yeah. the Clone Wars saved like episode one, two, and three. I like sure. it. I like it. I did not like original Anakin one, two, and three. I thought he was whiny. I thought this guy's like, what is he doing? I didn't under even understand the acting. Honestly, I'm being honest. I was Ahsoka there. I watched it. Redeemed him a lot, I think. Well, Ahsoka yeah. redeemed it, but the Clone Wars, dude, if we didn't have Ahsoka, I went back and watched oh, yeah, Hayden yeah. Christensen's <laughs> acting. I'm like, oh my gosh, this makes more sense now. Like, I didn't need Ahsoka. Ahsoka's like a bonus. That just made me, that hit well, the field. That, that redeemed everything but what hayden was trying to do was was tell a story and he did it actually really well when you think about what he was given it's an angsty kid yeah, yeah the, the clone wars man it told so much and now dude i can't see vader the same way i just can't it's just so good it's freaking rad i mean look i the the actors and actresses in the prequels they were they were they were giving the performance that the writer wrote down and that the director asked of them so you know, listen, George Lucas is a great editor and he created all this thing. Like his imagination, obviously Master, gave all of this stuff, more intense. but as a director and but, a writer, but, it's not, like he writes kind of campy and some of his directions. Not... Yeah. Do you think in the scene when they were, uh, they got unchained from the, from the pillar when they were fighting in like gladiator style. And then they were like, run as awkward as possible. It was a blue screen, man. They were acting with like yeah. home, home had Well, that's the part. That's the part to me is like when that came out, like it was insane because CGI was like becoming a thing. It was the it was the first steps of what it is now, and it was like your mind is blown about like everything George, that was able to be done on the screen because George was getting to do everything that he ever wanted to do. The boundaries create it, and it holds yeah. up. But I think I think to your point, Stephen, the Bad Batch, the cloning, all this stuff is going to help the Bad Batch, and then whatever are those shows that they announced on May the fourth, because we just said it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> these shows are going to help put together the picture for seven, eight, nine. Yeah, we're going to look at it with a different lens. I'm okay. excited. I'm excited. Different point for of view. More, I'm excited for more future uh, post sequel trilogy storytelling. Not, I mean, not necessarily having to do or not do with the characters like Ray and Finn. Just all, more all those content. More, just more, more content, yeah. Cool. That is it for the news. We survived. We've done these a thousand times, boys. You know what to do. All right, full spoilers ahead. If you have not seen season three, episode four of The Bad Batch, time to turn off the pod. Beat or it. Listen and get spoiled. I don't care. Hit pause. <laughs> hit pause. Go watch it and then hit play. And then come back. Yeah. Uh, this episode, season three, episode four, titled A Different Approach with an original air date of Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. This episode was directed by Saul Ruiz, written by Ezra Nachman. Uh, second appearance of this writer only. 
uh, on the uh, on the Bad Batch series. Uh, his first episode was season two, episode seven, Clone Conspiracy, uh, with music by all of the Kiner family and a Disney Plus description stranded in dangerous territory. Omega and Crosshair must work together. Um, guys, this uh, this is the first episode that we've gotten that was post uh, three episode premiere. This is setting the tone for the series. Uh, Brian, I'm curious to get your input on this episode. What did you think? Uh, I think this is what Adventure Time episodes are going to look like. <laughs> which we talked about last time, um, which are not boring, which are not filler, which are yeah. like action packed. Um, a lot's <laughs> going on, but it really is adventure time, right? It's, it's crosshair and Omega adventuring, um, escaping, which they will probably get captured again because hemlock is hot on their tails. Um, I mean the, the, the interaction, the one-liners, the interaction between Crosshair and Omega, Crosshair's one-liners was like all time in this. Um, the banter, the back and forth between him and Omega was all time. And then the visuals, the the but the planets when the ships were flying, like everything was super cool. And then that ending. I mean, mm. if you didn't, if you mm. didn't get choked up, what are you even doing with your life? <laughs> you're not alive. <laughs> you're dead. You're dead inside. You are dead inside. Favorite? When, what was your favorite scene of of the episode? Um, when Omega, you know, Crosshair's like, "Let me just kill everybody. Let me just kill everybody." And she's like, "No, no, no." And then when they uh, were trying to escape, uh, trying to get Batcher, rescue Batcher from the thing, from the the that big weird roly poly Imperial guy, um, <laughs> and and she's like trying to negotiate with him, and then she goes, "All right, fine." And she looks back at Crosshair and is like. Let's do it your way. And he was just like, boo, 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 boo. <laughs> just start blasting. That was my favorite. I mean, the ending is too easy. I don't even want to say it just because that was, I mean, come on. And I loved how they quick they did it. I love how, you know, they got away. Hemlock's right on their tail. And she's just like, I'm telling Hunter and Wrecker. And Crosser's like, okay. And then they're like, oh, there's a marauder. Here they are. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then that scene was just intense. Yeah, so good. So much tension. Um, John, so there, you just you you just watched the episode right before. I just watched it, which was fun. With, <laughs> yeah. I, so, uh, yeah, I, I I don't have Disney Plus right now, so we had to watch it in a group version of things. But um, there were a couple things that I liked that we we sort of touched on it in our private chat. Uh, uh, there were some references to things that I might be wrong, but. I, I thought that um, Omega and them in the bar was sort of like an Inglorious Bastards sort of reference, like where the Germans come in and then yeah. people, you know, the people sort of, you know, you know what scene I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it ends a yeah. lot different in Inglorious Bastards. I thought that was one of those. And then Joe, Joe, you you and you you had mentioned it looked like Jurassic Park when all the beasts were out of their cages and running wild. It looked like a that one yep. classic Jurassic Park scene, which I, I liked, and I'm sure I'm sure those were on purpose. I'm, I'm certain you think so. You would think so, right? The artists were like, "Hey, let's let's have them run this." <sighs> yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I do think so. Ooh, and like, I don't know if everyone can see it. Yeah, I guess they can. Yeah, and this this scene. So, but before Crosshair comes out, which obviously is very very intense, 
when you the the animation is so good on Omega when she so comes good. out and 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 you she hugs first she hugs um Wrecker and then all of a sudden Hunter shows up and she looks at him and like like almost like almost breaks down crying and runs up to him and it's like oh my god she's already so she's, she already has tears oh, running down her face oh. with Hugger you feel and, it yeah. yeah and whoa and um uh, and then when Crosshair shows up obviously it's so intense so tense you can cut through that tension with a butter knife um yeah and and like you guys because at first I didn't notice I was in shock but yeah like uh Hunter's fist is clenched and 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 Wrecker has his eyebrows completely in a V shape you know like he's not they're not happy to like you said Joe uh in our private chat the last time they saw him was on that platform in, on Camino at the end of season one I think so they've oh been a part a long time and yeah. and while Omega has re reconnected with him a little bit they mm-hmm. are still probably very chapped about you know how how their relationship ended in the previous the previous time they, they saw each other right yeah so very cool and and yeah and, well, I, and it's I like such it. a torn go ahead it's such a torn moment right because they're like angry at him but she's like well I had help Re- yeah like i wouldn't have been able to without him who him yeah <laughs> you know crazy <laughs> that guy Ooh, the pa- the pace it. the pace of that scene uh, and just the way it built and the music oh my gosh if if you go back and rewatch and I know you'll rewatch listen to the music and try to absorb it all um the, it oh, it's epic storytelling I love and, it. and some people in the chat mentioned uh the Macquarie Poncho Trooper thing they looked awesome the 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 Macquarie style but they're like Mimbin Macquarie style almost with the poncho yeah. and everything the poncho was like very not generic it looked very specific very cool mm-hmm. shout out to those people <laughs> kira i think it was what what i what i love is um i capture uh, we're talking about the scene when omega sees wrecker and hunter she hasn't seen them they're they're her brothers it's been six months or so yeah i tell you right now i don't know if you ever see those videos where like military members come back from deployment and they surprise yeah. their kids <laughs> in the gym or at school Who's cutting onions or like a Dude. basketball game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at a basketball game, they surprise a kid. Kid has no idea. They captured that in Star Wars. Like, how do you capture that in Star Wars in an anime? This is animation, folks. They nailed it. Like, yeah. they, they nailed Dude, it. When 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 Wrecker and and Omega are like catching up right here, and oh. then all of us, and then all of a sudden, you hear hunter in the background who's yeah, been standing yeah. there for a second yeah, you can see him there in silhouette a little Re- bit records like we crossed the galaxy four times and he goes five five oh, oh. 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 so good so good what are they doing to us what are they doing cutting onions they know what they're doing dude so again here's here's another thing too um i remember my kids hugging them and they had i hadn't seen them in six seven months my my kids would say Oh, dad, I missed your smell. Omega, oh, she's hugging Wrecker. And she's like, it's like, it's like a warm hug. There's, there's all the senses are happening all right there, dude. Hence the tears, hence the joy. And we're all witnessing this. It's so cool. Ah, I'm excited. It's so cool. That's awesome. I love Ramey, it. What'd you, Ramey, what'd you think of this episode? I uh, agree with the poncho thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So was... <laughs> The are we call are we calling that guy the roly poly officer? Is that what, yeah. what I heard? Right, roly poly. Okay, so did he get 
captured by a Rathtar? I think so. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. See, we are tying into the sequels. I think after it's all. a Rathtar. I think it's yeah. a Rathtar. Little bit. So I thought that was great. Yeah, because and and the same thing like where the when Ray's accidentally hits the the fuse or whatever and like unlocks the the cages and she's like, oh, that's the wrong one. Um, this like all the cages get opened up and he gets there it is. he gets consumed by a raft. Here we go. And, and what? Um, and he's, that's it. He's gone. Who was the actor that played? Him? Was he anybody noteworthy? It's the voice just seems super familiar. I thought it was the Scottish dude from Andor that says S H I T for the first time <laughs> on screen. Remember, he's like, oh, but he's like uh, super oh. Scottish. Oh, but I don't think <laughs> it reminded me of him, but I don't think it's him. Mm, Maybe. Michelle had her work cut out for her this season. Jeez, oh, uh, it was man. a good episode. Brutally um, emotional. Liam Liam O'Brien. Okay, <laughs> Liam sounded like Liam, Liam. O'Brien. Liam the Roly Poly. Hi, he's a Roly Poly. He's well, a Liam. He played a Roly-poly. guy you hated. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay, biggest biggest thing I think that we need to talk about on this episode is what's next for the batch. Because they did not leave off with uh, happy faces here. I, I think they're gonna, uh, you know, what? While I think, okay, huh? Hold on. Well, I think they're upset, obviously, on the surface, and probably a little deep down inside as well. I think that the love they have for each other, or I don't know if it, even if it's love or, or like the camaraderie, you know, the brotherhood they have, I think is gonna overpower whatever negative feelings they have for each other right now. For both of them too, because Crosshair is probably a little chapped as well. You know, he's probably bitter too. So, and he, you know, he didn't want to come to this. But what's that? I think. Go ahead, Steve. One thing that I wanted to that I was talking about um, or alluding to a little bit earlier was uh, we haven't. You know, we we did get confirmation in this episode. I I think it's confirmation that that Crosshair for sure knows that tech is dead. I'm sure he has to. By because now. Yeah. we 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 kept getting Omega saying I need to reach out to Hunter and Wrecker. And Wrecker. She like, why say, wouldn't you mention tech, right? right why wouldn't you right. mention Echo or tech? She's yeah. going so to I, his his cell every day to go check on him. By the way, Crosshair, yeah, yeah. So She's, I think yeah. that I think that does confirm that that he's aware that, you know, tech met his fate in in last season. One thing that oh. I do want, one thing that I do want to see is is the, I don't know if we're gonna see it, but I want to see you know Crosshair come to terms with, you know, uh, that tech is is gone. And I have a theory. Also, I th- maybe they were all clenched fist and upset because maybe if Crosshair was there, it would have ended differently, or things would have turned out differently. You know, like maybe Tech would not be gone if Crosshair had came with them. And and been part of whatever they were doing, true. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe not. That that was just a thought I had. Yeah, it's 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 no. the, he's the cause for a lot maybe of their part pain. Of it. Yeah, yeah. The I think the maybe next episode doesn't even start with that. What we just ended on, I don't even think they might later. even go to it. I think next episode could be Rex and Echo on Adventure Time. Mm. They could oh, just leave that. us hanging. I hate that. They would do that, wouldn't they? Oh, they would they would? But how so big oh. that moment just was! I could totally see the not the next episode not opening up with oh. them standing there oh, looking dude. at each other. Why, why did you you know what, Brian? You're absolutely right because you're this right. episode started right off of where we left off. 
on the previous one. Like so this was the ship. an arc, as you're what you're saying. These three were yeah. an arc. We're gonna yeah. have a new arc, and maybe it's the Rex but, and Wolf and Echo. We call it the Reco, the Reco, the Echo. We said this Reco. earlier, but it would be awesome if it opened up. Hunter and Crosshair come face to face, and they're staring at each other. Here's your armor. And Hunter goes, <laughs> "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they do the predator lockup. Yeah, yeah. Is that it? Is that everyone? I, I mean, it's it's such a simple episode, but I mean, there's a lot of substance to it. But it, it is very simple. It very, it's very, very emotional. emotional. There was some really fun. cool parts, right? So we got to see Omega. The one liner. No, well, so her 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 betting her betting skills or her strategic skills in playing games and winning money was used. She, the little gesture from uh, Sid showed up when she's trying to negotiate her way onto that shuttle, you know, hey, for a price. She's using the same mannerisms. She's picking up yeah. so all the skills she's built over adapting, you know, her time with the bat, she's using to her advantage. I, I, I mean, we got a lot of like uh, a lot of insight into the character of Crosshair. I think like when he calls Batcher, right? When they're getting up from the table because because the, the Imperial roly-poly dudes like, uh, yeah. That, that, that animal's a distraction. And then and then what do we see, Brian? He, crosshair's like... He gets up and he goes... Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I love how Batcher is just like... He's part of the crew. She, yeah, she's just she's just all of a sudden like the best dog you've ever had, right? Yeah, Wrecker's going to fall in love with him. In that scene, though, oh, like when Omega's uh, gambling and you see... You see Crosshair on that bench just sitting there. He's watching everything. And and as things evolve, he's getting more like getting ready to act. He's getting ready to do something. So he starts leaning more forward. Then the next scene, he leans more forward. The next, it's like he's getting ready. To, he's trying to like hold himself back. And what's cool is he's calling Omega Omega and he's letting her do her thing. He's, It's like he's watching her and learning that she can actually hold her own. I mean, mm-hmm. he's surprised. He's like, because la- what in season one, he's like, we're taking orders from a kid. What are we doing? He right? left. Now, now there's more respect. Too. Yeah, so. she now got him out. It's totally flipped. He he yeah. has to, he has. She's to in charge. She's in charge. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. and the ultimate thing was the end too, right? Where she's like, "Oh, Wrecker and Hunter will be there," and he's just like, "He's like, don't bother. They're probably yeah. dead." Like I can whatever. see in a while. I could see people fans this is going back to fans and hate who didn't like omega in season one because they said she's kind of in the way everybody wanted to just focus on the bad batch and then now seeing the development over three seasons realizing how important omega is and is the show really about the bad batch is it really it's just it's just awesome to see all all this kind of just build and build and build and we're we're actually the bad batch are supporting the development of Omega. It's so cool. Kira's going crazy in the chat because there was also the comment where they called uh, Crosshair her dad. Yeah. <laughs> and now, oh. she's, now she's saying Cross Dad. <laughs> Cross Dad. And, and in real life, te- technically, you are. Yeah. You know, I, I, Literally. I think, yeah. I think this, uh, this episode, I mean, this is a selfish uh, Notice that I that I that I saw in this episode was 
Uh, I think it fur- further solidifies my theory that uh, uh, Omega's superpower or mutation is uh, to to adapt to the situation. Because so far we've seen each of the Batchers, especially in this episode, Crosshair, they just want to fulfill their role, right? We see Crosshair. All he wants to do is just take them on head on. Right. He even says... I could I could eliminate half of them in in the blink of an eye, right? Yeah. But every every problem, every situation that we see our characters um face in this episode, uh Omega always has uh a a, a different type of resolution. She's always adapting to the situation, right? You said Joe with with the the whole like, you know, the money thing, you know, she figures there's got to be a, a different way to approach this. There's a different resolution, right? I'll figure um, it out. Yeah. yeah. Same thing when they come out of the pub, right? And now Batcher is gone. The mission the little, changed. Go the get li- Batcher. The, yeah, the little kid is like, oh, they went that way. Actually, even even the little kid, Crosshair wanted to just beat him up. Oh, he's like, no, so no, no, mad. No. Like, like, we'll, we'll, We'll pay him the. We'll, we're not going to pay him the ten. We'll, we'll pay him the five, right? And she gets the information that way. So it's it's interesting because I was watching the uh, the the the. There's a new trailer that just dropped. Uh, I think it was today that a new trailer dropped for see for the episode. Um, and there was a little thing in there. It doesn't. It it does. It's not from this episode, and it's not from the original season one trailer. But there's a line that Omega says, and she says, "I, I just want to know who I am, or I just want to I just want to know what I am." Raise mom. So we're gonna. It's an interesting foreshadowing that we're getting there. Um, what if she's a Palpatine? What if she says that line as an explanation for why she voluntarily goes back? Maybe that's how they've got. Like maybe that's why Come Rex here, has to says we gotta go get her. Yeah, I I did mention to you guys um, yeah. before the show started that in that original trailer for season one for season three, um, we get a scene of Rex talking to Hunter, saying, "We need to find the kid. Maybe Finding the kid is the most important thing." Um, so there's a lot more to come. We're only mm. four episodes in. We have a roller four, coaster. Yeah. Four out of what? Fifteen? Something like that. Four out of fifteen. Yeah. There's a roller coaster of emotions that are going to be happening. Good show. Uh, perfection. I, that's <laughs> great. Great episode. It is Brian's perfect episode. It will just end the season there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited to just see see it keep going. You know, and the pacing continues oh. to be really not 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 very fast and not very slow, but like at the right speed. You know, everything's developing. I guess it is a little slower, but it's at it's like it it's perfect. It's so good. I just finished watching season one um, last night, and so I'm going to start season two. I just appreciate season one so much more now. I mean, I loved it in the beginning, right? Because, but it was more about the Bad Batch and their action and all these things. And but now it's just, oh, it's about family now. <laughs> it, yeah, you're seeing the squad. You're seeing the squad fall apart in season one, and you're seeing them, uh, yeah, put their pieces back together and, and continue yeah. on. And yeah. yeah, it's cool. Good episode. All right. Brian, is is your mic the Terminator? I don't know, but I'm muting Brian. Can you drop? 
Why did you make me do this? I guess you have a choice. You want a war? Or do you want to just give me a gun? My father, he go toilet on my hands. Oh my God. Urine is oh 35 God. degrees Celsius, oh staves God. off the frostbite. How is this relevant? You know, fathers. Yo, all right. So I forgot we were doing doing this Hunter's hard drive, but um, oh, I'm, is it me? Is it Ramy? All right. So um, uh, we're not talking about a show or a movie today. We're going to be talking about a video game that just came out recently called Helldivers Two. Uh, you guys have heard of it a little bit, maybe. Everyone's muted, so that means I'm the only one talking. Great. Okay. So Helldivers Two, developed by Arrowhead Game Studios, been published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, the game is a sequel to Helldivers, which is like a top-down shooter that wasn't very good, apparently. But this new one is essentially... So I don't know if if the chat is familiar or if people listening are familiar. Um, oh, shoot. Uh, Starship Troopers. You guys remember that movie, Starship Troopers? So this game is essentially Starship Troopers, where you're... It, it, you can have four people online at the same time. So you have like a squad of four people, and you can kind of customize your loadouts and like the type of things you get and you get dropped down on these you have to like pick the planet you want to go on and the sector and all this and you're basically like trying to eradicate like bugs from these planets and you're lib you're liberating you know for democracy and there's another section of the of the universe like the map that is also um that is like robots like like sort of like ter what ter like terminators essentially they're automatons or something i don't know what they're called but yeah, yeah, if you can see on screen now, uh, if you're watching YouTube or live right now, it's basically that. Like it's you, you, you and, and three three homies and you get, you, yeah, hell potted down and you like call for help and backup and, and special. It's been really fun. It's kind of intense in the beginning because you don't know what you're doing and and it's a lot because you got bugs coming everywhere and you have to dive out of the way and it, you have to you know use a stim pack and get your health back up. It's nuts. Um, but once you sort of figure it out, I've been playing with some people online from like in, some Instagram buddies and it's been really fun. Um, so I, I, I recommend it. I, I don't think any of you guys are going to buy it, but um, I wish you would so we could play. Graphics are crazy. It's a lot of fun. Look at that. Is it? Well, once you get the hang of it, because that's the thing in the beginning, it's very intense because you're just dying like crazy because you're, you're not aware of like the. But once you figure out the control, it's like every game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, it, but, but it's intense because like it's it's like relentless. Like, the I'm game curious. You suck. I'm curious what makes this game so good other than like other first person shooters. So it's not first person. It's third person. So you, you, you you're viewing your your player in front of you. And you could aim in a first-person sense when you're shooting, but when you're running, you're always in third person. So you have a cape, you customize your player, you have different helmets that you earn and armors. It's I like it, that. weapons. It's rad. It's super rad. And each of the armors has a specific uh, thing. Like I, I wear this engineer armor that lets you carry extra grenades. So I have six grenades instead of four, like that type of thing. Um, yeah. It's Is it multiplayer? Like you're playing against other people? No, so it's you and other people playing against this online Aliens. threat. Okay. Yeah, like it's the, the threat online is like ever happening. It's happening whether uh -huh. you're playing it or not. They're AI. So like if you join in, That's... yeah, but so if you join in, you have to liberate like a certain planet or like a certain Got sector it. of a planet. And if you don't, the bugs can take over and that's it. It's over. Like move so on. The, so they're not really like 
NPC monsters, they're probably it probably uses AI. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. So it's like like let's say for example, if I play tonight, there's gonna be something happening and you get to play, there's other people playing. But if I don't play, that still happens. Like so so you get into the specifics of it, right? Because like a normal game where it's you're playing against the computer NPCs. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Those those NPCs are running a program where they just do what you they know what's gonna happen. You know what's gonna happen. They're right? taking like, over. You know, right. Whereas like multiplayer, you're playing against other people. So But well so right. So the 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 whole point of the game is very basic. Kill everything. Kill the bugs. And, and not only that, in the middle of all that, you have to like unlock certain doors to get people out of bases and rescue them. Like drop ships ships come and and they have to rescue you at the end, you know, like it, it's intense, dude, but it's super fun. And, and it's very, so and, yeah, if you like the vibe of starship troopers, like it's very much that. And especially with your friends, like if you can, if all of us could get on there, we'd, we'd laugh our butts off playing. It totally looks like starship troopers. Everybody is making yes, it does. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I have one of the helmets back here. Steven printed the dome for me and I printed Sick. the rest in uh resin. It's right there. Yeah. Saw Daryl making one offer. Yeah, Daryl is so good, dude. Why is it trendy right now? Is it this game that just came out? It just came out. Yeah. Oh, that's and and everyone's making the armor. There's a bunch of files now for all the armor and different types. Because and the funny thing is, this helmet that is the first helmet you get, and like immediately you already earn like little points and stuff, and you you change it immediately. So it's like I don't even have that helmet anymore. Mm. Dude, graphics are crazy. I had it for a day, and that was it. Yeah, it's it's cool, man. It's really cool. So um. I don't know what much more I could say about it. It's pretty much what you see is what you get. Yeah, there's like napalm attacks. It's insane. Um, so I recommend keeping it in the hard drive. Um, and I do recommend you go out and get it and play it. And it let me know. Like AT-AT? Play. What's an AT-AT? Yeah, dude, there is no, an ATST sort of thing. ATST, guns. yeah. Sorry. Chicken Walker looking Lots thing, yeah. of guns. I, I wasn't going to get this, even though I do have a PS5. But I just found out after a quick Google search that it's cross-platform. Yes, it is. You can play against Meaning, people with PC. So I can play this on my PC while yes. you're on your PS5. Yes, absolutely. So you might can be have, inclined. So might not be only inclined. that, so you have your friends on PlayStation, for example. I have my PS5 friends. But if you're on PC, I can generate a friend code and send you that. And boop, you join my game. Cool. Friend that, code. That easy. Friend code. Friend code. It's cool. It's like friend zone, but for bros. I can tell you, I'm 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 more inclined to try than than if it was like you were playing against other people. I hate like oh yeah because if I'm playing if I'm playing against some like army of kids, they're gonna beat me every single time. This is the worst. I hate I hate those games. No, but listen. And then the worst the worst part is they teabag you and then make fun of you. (laughs) Right, that's like yeah, a hello. Okay. But this yeah. is fun because the yeah, people you're playing with become your your comp. Like you want to help them. Like right. the, the one guy, cool. you, you bring them back, and something happens to you, and they want to bring you back. Like at the end, you're like, "Brah, good game, guys, good game." Like it's it's super fun. Yeah, at the end, you're you're all bros. Leroy Jenkins, and, and there's friendly fire. You could accidentally, <laughs> you could accidentally shoot your own people so you have to be super careful where you're aiming. <laughs> best shit ever <laughs> Mark that. So, anyway yeah keep it oh, get man. it and, and play it let's go let me know <laughs> all right guys we're getting ready do you have all the supplies yeah what's the probability <laughs> hold on i'm running some numbers Leroy. 
Dickens. No, Leroy, no. Is there an echo in here? Yes. What? I'm Echo. Okay, all of my dad jokes are left over from Valentine's Day since we haven't done any. We haven't done this segment since then, so I'm still using. How so what do you call? What do you call an army of baby cupids? What? An infantry. Why did Why did the toilet seat cry? Why? Because she just got dumped. <laughs> You guys know dogs can't operate MRI machines, right? But right. cats can. <laughs> what concert costs just 45 cents? What? 50 cent featuring Nickelback. <laughs> How does the Easter Bunny stay in shape? Exercise. <laughs> Where where do fruits go on vacation? Mm. Paris. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> what did oh. one what did one pig say to the other one? Don't Boink. go bacon my heart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. oh, that's terrible. Don't go bacon my heart. Don't go bacon my heart. <laughs> hey guys, why, why do Mel why do melons have weddings? Because they can't elope. I was going to tell you a joke about time travel, but you didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. Is there an echo in here? Yes. Yes. What? I'm echo. That's actually clever. I like that one. That's so good. <laughs> I thought you these know, dad jokes were gonna time travel. I thought these dad jokes were just gonna be done. horrible. Yeah, Brian redeemed us. <sighs> yeah, that last one was really good, actually. That was a late. That was a late hit. You know, ours were terrible. Yeah, it's a grenade joke. Yeah, it takes a while to yeah. to go off. I did. I did have one more that made up for the bad one that I told. You guys want to hear it anyway? Yes. So, hmm. so I heard. I heard a joke about chocolate candy bars. It wasn't very funny, but I still snickered. <laughs> yeah. That, did I not, did I did not make up for it? It made sense. Okay. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us today. <laughs> uh, if you enjoyed listening, feed that algorithm and leave us a review on your podcast app. Be sure to include that cake emoji. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just subscribe and you can be entered to win an Alpha Ignition helmet of your choice, casted by the Dad Batch and painted by our very own yeah. Beck, uh, Bad Batch. Hurry up and follow Laura. that YouTube. So can we, we get there that. before episode 99? <laughs> oh, I hope so. Follow the YouTube. We're close. We're very win the close. helmet so we can stop saying that we're going to make it. Oh. Uh, you can follow me at stevie.kits on Instagram, sometimes on X and threads. It's defective and effective. <laughs> yeah. Let Gentlemen, let the listeners know where they can find you, Brian. Well, since my skills are going to waste, 
Um, <laughs> sithing ain't easy. And John? Health ignition. Ramey? You can find me this weekend at Emerald City Comic Con. Oh! Oh! Look for him, people. And Joe? At Solving Problems and <laughs> Tech.BadBatch. Thank you again, everybody, for listening to episode 81 of the Dad Batch podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for episode 82. And until next time, enjoy your spice responsibly. can work wood and it's not very oh, oh. like sorry i think we all can <laughs>